Hey folks, welcome into the PFI College Football Show on Pro Football Ireland, Ireland's biggest, Ireland's best podcast network for American football. Michael McQuaid, Connell Diggin. Connell, first off, welcome in. Dara Carter is um, AWOL this week. I believe Dara might be in the Hatfield House or Filthy McNasty's in Belfast. Big shout out to all the students on their freshers week. I'm very jealous, Dara. Very, very jealous. I think Dara's enjoying himself. Yeah, I mean, with, with what's going on in Galway this week, like knowing half the stuff that's happening this week, I can only imagine what it's like back for them this week. I mean, you know, we had like two weeks back and then the, the first years come in, but up, up in, you know, up in nice old, nice old Belfast, everyone gets to go in all at one time. So I can only assume every place is absolutely chock-a-block. Chaka Chaka made as I say up here in that Belfast accent. Um, just before we start, folks, home field apparel still having Eve Connell or Dar their jerseys. <laughs> However, they're coming to some of them sitting right over here. Use code Ireland 15% off. Let me remind you to give them next Sunday in Wembley, Connell. Looking forward to that, right. sir. The Jacksonville Jaguars against the Falcons. Let's stick back to college football. Before we do that, Connell mentioned Belfast as a thank you to I haven't even told Connell this as a thank you to members for Pro Football Ireland and fans and everyone that's helped us over what's been an incredible one year. Uh, we celebrate our first year uh, the last week in November. 21st November on Tuesday, Phoebe Schechter is in Belfast with us. Uh, the week of Thanksgiving, five quid in. Five quid. We're not even making a profit in this. Phoebe's coming over for the crack. We're going to have a great night. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash NFL Ireland in the deer's head. It's going to be a great night. And it's funny, Connell, because this, like for the one week for Derek Harger to miss this, what? a week before we even touch about games Florida State of Clemson Ole Miss at Alabama UCLA at Utah Colorado at Oregon Oregon State at Washington State Ohio State at Notre Dame Iowa at Penn State before we look at that anything catch your eye last week I mean for me waking up on Sunday morning and seeing that you two boys were still awake for Colorado against CSU I'm not going to lie I woke up at 6am our time and it was it was going to overtime I was like this is absolutely brilliant so I sat up and watched it in bed this is fantastic so I feel like I missed nothing but um, it was a it, in what was a bit, a bit of a weird weekend in college football there were still some interesting things I guess highlighted by the whole ESPN Pat McAfee Will Dion shake the hand etc uh, we've had a bit of movement with Mel Tucker as well over the last 24 hours in terms of recording it's it's there. there's never a dull moment in college football man. yeah I mean this weekend I think it's kind of one of those things where if you think nothing is going to happen, something does end up happening. Cause this weekend in particular, you know, it was, we were coming into it. And like last week we were looking at the games and we were kind of like, which ones do we cover? Cause you know, there's not a whole lot going on. And then it ends up being one of the best weekends I can remember. I mean, Florida state, who we're going to talk about soon, only one by two points against Boston college. And it was a really weird game because they basically wear the exact same like kits. And when I was watching the game, Florida state had like a white helmet on because instead of like their usual kind of gold helmet. So whenever I'd see something happen for the gold helmet, I'd be like, oh, Florida State's after doing something here. And then it's, no, it's Boston College. And then Wyoming against Texas was 10-10 by the end of the third quarter. You're like, this is not the team we saw against Alabama. They came out and then finished 31-10 to for Texas. Um, so, you know, it uh, alleviated any of the pressure on them, I guess. Alabama then 17-3. to went through two quarterbacks in the game. Tyler Buckner started the game. He's a transfer. And then Ty Simpson, you know, he he played basically the second half and wasn't that good. Like, this was a very, very poor game from Alabama. Allowed five sacks to, you know, to, to, to FAU, which was not, not impressive at all. 
Missouri hits a walk-off 61-yard field goal, which for you know college football is not common at all. I mean, it's not even common in the NFL. And that came after they had a delay a game penalty just before that. So they made it harder for themselves and still did it. Colorado and Colorado State, obviously probably best game of the weekend. Massive, massive comeback in that. Um, Ohio then beat Iowa, which was, or beat Iowa State, sorry, 10 to 7. Cincinnati lost to Miami of Ohio. Oklahoma Oklahoma State lost to South Alabama 33 to 7. Um, and like they had to pay, they had to pay South Alabama $300,000 to come and play them. And then they go and lose. They basically paid $300,000 to lose. Stanford lost to Sacramento State 30 to 27. And Stanford's new head coach was. Uh, Sacramento State's head coach last season <laughs> and you know they're an FCS school not even an FBS school and then I guess we should apologize to all the Florida fans because all of us <laughs> picked them to win and they beat Tennessee in a pretty convincing fashion well if there was ever a job interview for the PFI college football show Connell, I think you've used it for the next 10 years unbelievable <laughs> people don't even see it off camera like yourself Dart like I'm I'm trying to watch as much as I can on Saturday without getting divorced I'm loving it. Like I really feel for the first time in my career that we're really getting into the college football in Ireland, which is awesome. And I think that goes by just the feedback that I've heard from people listening to this. So folks, we massively appreciate it. If you have any feedback, info at proofootball.ie, you can email us or hit us up on X, Instagram or TikTok, NFL Ireland, and we'll certainly uh, certainly take that into account. But really enjoy the Connell and let's get into some matchups. So it's, it's pro- probably more of an express show this week. It's going to be hard to put them in the YouTube segments, but even just the one episode... There's some great games, and yeah, you mentioned Colorado. I think we'll leave them to the end because, like, I feel like we, we've we've given them a lot of time over the last few weeks. But it's a hell of a game not to talk about. We'll talk about it. And um, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Notre Dame ranked ninth ninth in the U.S. Connell, the scarlet and gray, the Buckeyes going to South Bend for the first time since 1996 to take on a guy who was a former Ohio State linebacker in Marcus Freeman. And the fighting Irish. It seems like only yesterday you were asking Sam Hartman a question at five past eleven at night, Connell. But you know, from that game in Dublin to now, you know they have played very well, Notre Dame. But the argument would be that Notre Dame have not had a serious, serious game yet until this point. This is a hell of a game. Ohio State. They're going to be playing uh, is it UCLA in a few weeks as well. They're going to have a few big matchups yeah. for Notre Dame. But this is a, this is a start really for. Notre Dame and really a start for the Buckeyes as well I mean the Buckeyes had a win over Indiana Western Kentucky Youngstown, Youngstown State so this is a, like a sort of a, a baptism of fire and this is a great game to see how the Buckeyes and their offensive line with McCord are going to handle themselves and with McCord at quarterback and also to see how Sam Hartman can take that next level he really does accelerate and improve the passing game for Notre Dame but when you're looking at a guy that completes 70% of his throws with Hartman and you put him into a game against Ohio State, it's a whole different kettle of fish. I, I love this game. I think Notre Dame edge it on Saturday by a field goal. Am I being controversial? What's your thoughts on this game? This game is basically, you know, whoever wins this kind of sets themselves apart, I guess, for the season. I mean, like, it's the first, like, real opportunity both teams will have to you know, play like no offense to the teams they have played, but you know, to play a real team who's like a, a contender for, you know, at least to a minimum, you know, eight, eight or nine wins, you know, and even if Ohio State got eight or nine wins, I think they'd be very, very disappointed. But it's it, it's really interesting because, you know, you kind of look at both rosters and I was looking at them and they match up like very well against each other. I mean, you know, 
Ohio State has Jack Sawyer and TJ or JT Tulumalau. I don't know how to fully pronounce that name, but they're both edge rushers and neither of them have a sack, but they're very, very highly rated, you know, could be first round picks in the next round in the next draft. But they're coming up against Joe Alt and Blake Fisher, you know, the offensive tackles for Notre Dame. And, you know, we saw them like I, even, you know, when I was down on field level, I, I stood like just a little bit away from Joe Alt and he's six foot seven and I'm just about five ten. So it was I can only imagine if you're someone else standing next to them, how intimidating that is. And then, you know, they both have really good running backs, you know, in Audric Estime, probably my favorite player for Tang. And then you have Trevin Henderson, who was, you know, former like top running back in his class, probably a top four running back coming into the draft next year if he does want to to enter. And, you know, they have if if you're talking about Ohio State, you can't not talk about Marvin Harrison Jr., the best wide receiver by far, right? The best wide receiver we've seen in, you know, four or five years, I'd say he's like that level of talent. Like it's it's insane how good he is. And you know, but Notre Dame have really good cornerbacks in Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison as well. So, you know, this Notre Dame haven't beaten them since 1936. Um, it'll be really, really close. You know, looking at the last few games, you know, there have been good things, there have been bad things from each team. I mean, Notre Dame's interior pat interior pass rush or pass rush defense hasn't been great, but then Ohio State's passing game didn't really do anything until the last until against Western Kentucky. So it, I'll be really interested to see how this game plays out. Yeah, but 21-10 last year. I didn't know it was that long as it's they've actually beat them. That, that's incredible. The game will be on Sky in Ireland and the UK and Europe. Well, it's going to Europe. It's not going to be in Europe. It's going to be in Ireland and the UK only. Uh, they have every Notre Dame home game. And just finally for me, you talk about Cal McCord. You know, they had a very, very quiet start against Western Kentucky last week. Uh, and... To say they started slow would be like an understatement, but they were fantastic in the second half. They cannot 49, afford to 49, be like, po- like 49 points in a row, I believe is what they had. They cannot, they cannot, sorry, second, like they, they, they cannot do that going into South Bend on Saturday. Like that cannot happen. Like, But you feel like for Marcus Freeman and for Notre Dame that this is the opportunity now to take that step. If they're going to be playing big games in the next few weeks and for a number of teams we're going to talk about tonight, Week four in college football is certainly now about putting the marker down for the rest of the season. So time will tell. Really looking forward to seeing it. There's so many different, as you've said there brilliantly, there's so many different elements to the game. So we will see what happens. Um, we'll talk about Colorado at the end. I have next on, next on our list, but we'll, we'll go there at the end. Um, a team that's going to London, going to Dublin. We're going to London next week. FSU are coming to Dublin in 2024 for the Erlingas College Football Classic. Excited to see that against Georgia Tech. Seen the team right in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. Shout out to them. They're playing Clemson, and I think this is the first time that we're talking about Clemson on this podcast, Connell, yeah. which is interesting. Um, SEC conference matchup, you would argue, is one of the biggest matchups of the season for FSU. They're 3-0. They're playing Clemson on Saturday at 5 o'clock our time. It's, it's weird because, you know, for... Florida State, they're they really need to go in and win this game to keep their season going. Like they need to sort of put the marker down after beating LSU in week one and getting that getting I think it was Boston College played last week. They need to continue and try and allow themselves to continue to put that marker down because when you're going to play an opponent in Clemson, Clemson are going to have a serious hump on their back after losing 28-7 against Duke. A really really poor start to the season. But Florida State's offense have been superb. You know, 
how can he get to that next level against Clemson? That that's going to be the big question. When you've got Will Shipley for Clemson, um, th- for there are there are a few questions for me. I, I just feel like after week one, it's like, could they go in this weekend and the same could happen to them? It's a it's a season defining game for both teams, I guess. For us, for neutrals, Connell, it's going to be how will Florida State prepare? Because the bet like we we want to see them as high up as possible before they go to Dublin next year. And there's a lot of guys that won't be there next year. But for us, that, that that's what I want to see. Uh, Florida have had 462 yards per game in offense. This is going to be a shootout, in my opinion. I'll take Clemson because they're at home by a field goal. Is that controversial? I I would say that's controversial, even though like when I was like preparing for this and like every time I was looking at Clemson's team, I was like, wow, this is like, this player is really good. This player is really good. You know, they have a quarterback, Clay, Cade Klubnik, who's like, you know, just one of those quarterbacks who like five-star quarterbacks out of Texas every single year, you know, there's always one of them and, you know, they're always the next best thing, the next like Drew Brees or Kyler Murray or whatever like that. But, you know, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, that their loss to Duke is very surprising, was very surprising but, you know, it's not a bad Duke team. Like, this was definitely one of the teams that people had coming into the year. It's like, watch them, you know, coming in. I mean, their QB, Riley Leonard, is probably going to go drafted at least in probably the first three rounds, I think, uh, next year. He's very, very talented, and they have really good players. You know, you mentioned Will Shipley at running back. They have Nate Wiggins at cornerback, one of the probably two, top two or three type cornerbacks coming in next year. And then... I really actually like their their linebackers. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., you know, if you're an NFL fan, his dad was a former All-Pro for the Eagles. And then you have um, Barrett Carter, who's, you know, another linebacker piece, more like the new style kind of coverage type linebackers. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see, you know, the, how these two teams match up against each other. But I mean, FSU this year, you know, maybe other than last week, you know, their, their offense obviously is still really good. And Jordan Travis was injured for part of the game last week. He went out and then came back just into the second half as well. So it's kind of important to keep that. I guess you'd, you'd maybe worry about the the defense because this, you know, it's not a very talented Boston College team. They lost a pretty bad game earlier in the year. But, you know, they have a lot of draft talent. You know, their wide receivers are just like massive human beings. Like they have a six foot four wide receiver in Keon Cole and Johnny Wilson is six foot seven. And then their tight end is six foot three. So kind of like, bucks all the trends when it comes to height and that sort of stuff when it comes to them but i i re- i think this fsu team if they win this game which i think they will um you know they're basically they've at least written themselves in for at minimum a conference championship appearance because like the rest of their schedule is is pretty weak i mean they do you, uh, do you think if they now, win this game they could be in with a shot for fourth or do you think it's oh, too far ab- off but... ab- no absolutely absolutely i mean looking at their schedule like they play you know, Duke in a couple of weeks, they're ranked, but I'm not sure if they'll be ranked when they get there. They play Miami, who, you know, they've been pretty good this year. And they also play Florida in the last week of the season. That's obviously a rivalry game. But, you know, looking at this Florida team right now, Florida State team, you know, I'd pick them pretty much over any one of their remaining, you know, people they're going up against. And right now they're in fourth place in the in the AP poll, so I absolutely could see them making it. I mean, I had them basically in fifth place coming into the year, and so we'll see how they do. I, I think they do win this one and make the playoff. I love how we're on both sides of the spectrum here. Like, we should have asked Dark Harger for his picks, but at least this week I haven't called you Dara yet. I'll take that and run to the hills, mate. <laughs> uh, that, that's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to that. Like, this is, the, this is a real pity when we don't have these games on TV here now. It's like, legally, of course, um, we encourage everyone to watch games legally. 
where we get in trouble with anybody here. But I genuinely, it's it's a pity that we can't watch that legally because that's a great game. I think um, ESPN's in South Bend this weekend, so I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to watching that. I, and, I enjoy. And by the way, uh, Notre Dame are wearing green for this game because I know Derek Carragher was very upset that they that they weren't wearing green uh, in Ireland. But yeah, they they were saved. Why the hell did they wear green in Ireland? Like I, I love the uniforms they had, and I do you know what the funny thing is? I only seen it whenever I got home that night or the day after that they had the tricolor on the helmets. Like because I was so far up, and like I didn't see anything. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't looking at the pictures of it. I was just watching the game. It seems like a real missed opportunity. Anyway, anyway, Notre Dame podcast coming next year on Pro Football Ireland. It's not. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Shout out to the, the to the lads. Um, Oregon State, Washington State. You know, Beavers, Cougars, the lads. It's the Beavers. I I, call, I don't know why I was calling them the Cougars earlier on. It's, it's obviously the Beavers. The Beavers, the Beavers. A ranked Pac-12 matchup. RIP Pac-12 or whatever it's called these days. Under the lights. This is, this is your sort of time here. Very, very late for us, mate. Oregon State, Washington State, week four. Oregon State's offense so far this season has been unreal. You know, But <laughs> do you know what their strength of schedule is out of 133 FBS programs? Uh, no, I haven't checked. 121st. <laughs> so just calm the oh, bets here. I can, I can see it. I'm looking at it now and I can see why that is. <laughs> That's mad. Like, uh, But look, at the end of the day, they've done what they've had to do so far. Washington State have got, a, I think they're 59th in terms of their ranking and just with the strength of schedule. They had a really, really big nine-point win against Wisconsin two weeks ago. The last time both these teams played, Oregon State won 24-10 at home. If you look at Oregon State, they're quarterback is i can't pronounce the quarterback's name g dj oh yeah i knew we were going to get to this i meant to send you a video on how to pronounce it it's dj uyongalele uyongalele yeah class you you're worth your wit and gold man dj uyongalele he had um a pretty weird week last week you know they had a 26 or 29 26 and 9 went over san diego state 14 to 30 passes, 284 yards, two interceptions on the day. And you think to yourself, well, if that happens again this week, there could be a serious problem. And Washington State will try and bounce on that. Washington State um, have got to the situation where they've won in this game before. The last, I said the last few times that they've played with DJ, I'm not going to call him that as a surname Shit. anymore. He left Clemson. He was quite a volatile quarterback at that time. And um, he's had he's had a solid enough performance. He had a good win first week against San Diego or San San Jose State. So it's it's an intriguing game. I'll, I'll not be up for it, mate. I wish I could be up for it, but uh, it's certainly one that we sort of looked at and put the marker on before we looked at week four. Yeah, and this is you know this is the the battle of the pack two. You know they're the two teams who have who don't know where they're going to be next year. While everyone where, while where are they going to be is the question. I mean, they're hardly going to have their it's like Celtic Rangers in the Scottish League, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, maybe they go independent, but it looks like it's probably going to be the Mountain West Conference for them, or or the American Conference. The American Conference is probably the best of, you know, the best of the rest is probably the best way to put it for them. That's maybe their best case scenario. But yeah, I mean, I I like these two teams. You know, they have just one or two good players that you pick out, and you're like, this guy, you know, he's a he's a solid enough player. I mean, the Washington State quarterback Cam Cam Ward. He's playing like you know FCS football. Um, he's coming this year. Has nine hundred yards, uh, nine hundred and fifty yards in three games, and fifty rushing yards, which leads the team because this is a an air raid offense through and through. You know, since the Mike Leach days, since he was here, and you know, like he's he's been really good this year. Has 
a lot of touchdowns. And then their leading wide receiver, Victor Reeds, uh, he has, if he gets 12 more receptions, sorry, Lincoln Victor, sorry, is his name. If he gets 12 more receptions, you know, he matches his career high. And then he already has passed his career high in three games for receiving yards and and matched them in touchdowns. So, you know, clearly he's just stuck around long enough to where he finally gets to play a bit more. Um, but the I think the thing with this Oregon State team is, you know, they have Uyunglele, who, you know, was the replacement for Trevor Lawrence for so long. And then, you know, obviously didn't really work out for him. And, you know, they have some good players, Damian Martinez at running back, but their pass defense is not is not great. I mean, we saw it last week even against against San San Diego State and they weren't great there. And, you know, coming up against an air raid offense where all they're going to do is pass the ball or maybe the odd scramble. That's basically like the only thing they know how to do. And, it, and it, you know, the Washington State, they're a good defense because, you know, their head coach, what used to be their defensive coordinator two years ago. So they still have all the air raid principles with the really good defense. So I actually think, you know, I'm actually favoring Washington State in this thing and I think that's maybe maybe that's just me looking too much into the whole you know they're bad at the pass defense so it won't work out but I agree I like them I like them that's the best way I can put it we have the resurrection of Christ this week as well with Jim Harbour going back to Michigan uh, for the game against against Rutgers don't be surprised if they play in Ireland in the next two years next three years I think they will and I have no affiliation with any company I just feel like Michigan would be a good shout to play there. I think Rutgers as well would be a team that they could play and take from a home game there if they got it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see not in twenty five. So we'll see. But yeah, he's back. He's saying he's never gonna, he's never gonna get to that situation again. So we'll see what happens. And it's funny no, because no more not to go into a whole NFL talk, but all the rumors this week. Like I mean, in my I've I've written an article this week for Pro Football Ireland in our. Tuesday morning cup and tay article where I personally think that Staley will be gone if he loses his weekend to Minnesota which is bo- which is the bold thing to say three weeks into the season I think he'll be gone I don't think Harbour would leave Michigan mid-season that's the whole different conversation point but I feel like this is probably his last year if something big comes up for him or maybe Michigan will just continue to give him a raise every summer who knows or every winter um, right, I feel like we talk about this every week now but I <laughs> I'd say for at least the next two weeks we're going to talk about the buffs like we're like for people that watch this or listen to this we're both we're both big Broncos fans so like I even I'm getting to the point now where like I've been to Folsom Field twice like it's like we need to stop talking about the buffs but it's very hard to after last week and after the manner of the victory the thing I would say first off they conceded way too many points against Colorado State for me um, and that makes you feel like when they're going into playing Oregon at um, I think it's is it 6.30 yard time on Saturday or 7.30 I'll double check that for people in the comments and um, number 19 ranked in the country they went down one rank because of Colorado State all the Rams fans on my Twitter account were starting to slag them but that people still doubt them and I can see why people are doubting them only because of the points they're giving up Connell yeah. you know if last week or last month Dan Lanning who's the head coach of Oregon said I'm trying to remember what they won to affect this conference to affect this conference do you remember them winning anything that is something to say uh, Oregon's free you know they've beat Hawaii they've beat Texas Tech they've completely destroyed Portland State but Colorado's been an inspiration like Jeff was on his podcast overnight talking about how impressed he was about what Deion Sanders has done to that organization 
But, yeah. but, they haven't faced a good team. Now, there is an argument that people would have expected the Buffs to be 0-2 for the first two games. They have defied that logic. They now sit. And they've won. They're what? They're 2-0? 3-0? 3-0? 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-
But I mean, looking at Colorado's schedule now, just on right next to me, they probably have, you know, if you, let's say they lose this week, you know, and then they lose next week to USC, they probably have one, two, probably four or five more wins that like, you know, attainable wins, you know, in conference that they could get. So it's not, it's absolutely not out of the, 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 you know, the, this world that they'll get six wins, which is what I said they could get at the start of the year. So uh, they're, they're good. Like they are good. It's just, are they great? Are they great enough to, you know, kind of take on the, the big dogs? If they beat Oregon. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Holy crap. If they beat Oregon and going into a game against USC, which is at a great time for us at 10 a.m. in the morning, mountain time, five o'clock our time, I'll fly over. You might be in London then. Like that, that's going to be a great weekend. So looking forward to that, sir. Connell, good crack this weekend. Have you anything else you want? Have you any bold prediction this weekend that you want to throw at us with how dark Harger being here to give us his give us his magic as well? I did, there, there's really, really, really good games this weekend. Pretty much all over. Like getting down to these four games was tough for us to do. Um, probably the other one that stands out is Iowa against Penn State. Um, it's it's going to be probably a defensive matchup like every single Iowa game is. But, you know, their their offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz, you know, he's seen a lot of talk about him this last week. And he was, you know, and he wasn't too happy about it. So we'll, we'll see how that happens. I But I do think Penn State win that. And they're really, like Penn State, really good team. And they've been really good the past couple of weeks. And this is their first kind of real test. Um, and if they get through this, you know, Derek Harger might have been right at the start of the season and picking them. Hashtag Dar was right. Hashtag DJ Uyunglele. Oh, good God. Anyway, here, that's us now as we say in Belfast, boy, up, up here. Looking forward to this weekend. Looking forward to seeing you next weekend as well, Dar. There you go, Connell. He's not even here. We said Dara too much, sir. That's why it popped out. Uh, PFI College Football Podcast, folks. Thank you so much for the love. Uh, subscribing to the podcast, leaving reviews, like, share, subscribing. We genuinely are humbled by it. I know I am. Anyway, I'm sure Dara and Connell both are as well. Um, it's been a great run so far. We're only four weeks in. We're a third of the way through the regular season now. But we'll we'll keep our lit. Connell, thank you very much for jumping on and taking reins this week. Appreciate you, man. See you next week, folks. Home Homefield Apparel Code Ireland. 15% off. Enjoy week four.